The Seattle Mariners currently have the best pitching staff in all of baseball, and it really isn't close. The Mariners pitching staff as a whole ranks in first place in Fangraph's wins above replacement at 8.1. Second place is Minnesota with 6.3 wins above replacement. That means between the Mariners and the second place team, there's a 29% gap. And we haven't even gotten into what Bryce Miller has done so far, but we'll get there. The Mariners this year became the fastest team since the 2013 Detroit Tigers to reach 8-plus Fangraph wins above replacement from pitching. It took the Mariners 37 games this year, the Tigers back in 2013, 33 games. And that 2013 Tigers team had Max Scherzer winning the Cy Young, Anibal Sanchez placing 4th in the Cy Young, both of them finishing with above 6 wins above replacement, to go along with Justin Verlander, Doug Fister, and Rick Porcello to round out the rotation. Back to the Mariners, just a warning, a lot of information coming here. The Seattle pitching staff as a whole also leads all of baseball in walks per nine innings, fielding independent pitching, XFIP, soft contact percentage, swing percentage, zone percentage, fewest barrels, and barrel rate. The starting pitchers alone rank second in F-War, behind only the Twins, and the Mariners relief pitchers rank first in F-War, ahead of the Los Angeles Angels. The Mariners are also the only MLB team to have four pitchers with one plus F4 this season. We haven't yet gotten to Bryce Miller making Javi Baez look like Javi Baez, but we'll get there. But first, let's pause for just a second. So what is wins above replacement and why is this so important? Wins above replacement can be summarized by this quote from the people at Fangraphs saying wins above replacement is an attempt by the sabermetric baseball community to summarize a player's total contributions to their team in one statistic. You should always use more than one metric at a time when evaluating players, but war is pretty darn all-inclusive and provides a handy reference point. War basically looks at a player and asks the question, if this player got injured and their team had to replace them with a minor leaguer or someone from their bench, how much value would the team be losing? This value is expressed in a wins format so we could say that player x is worth plus 6.3 wins to their team while player y is only worth 3.5 wins going back to the relievers seattle has three of the top six and five of the top 23 relief pitchers in the american league with matt brash leading the way trevor got second paul seawald following and then gabe spire and justin topa the Mariners acquired Topa this offseason from the Brewers, and his 66.7% ground ball rate ranks third in the AL, while Gabe Spire, a guy who was claimed off of waivers this year, has a ground ball rate at 64.9%, which ranks fifth in the American League. Paul Sewell this year in 19 appearances is 2-0 and 9-for-9 9 9 in save opportunities, while holding opponents to a 176 batting average. And all of this success, specifically the bullpen success, has been without Andres Munoz, their best pitcher. He's been on the IL for the past month with shoulder inflammation, but it sounds like we might see him in the next few weeks. We've also seen an injury in Penn Murphy and a decline in results in Diego Castillo, which is why those other guys coming up big has been so clutch. Another guy that's bound to be clutch for the Mariners out of the bullpen this year is a guy we saw during spring training, currently pitching in AA Arkansas, is Prelander Baroa. He had been a starting pitcher all throughout his career up until this point, but officially this week he was transitioned from being a starter to the bullpen, which is the role that his profile shows he'll have the most success with. And if you want all the details of who Prelander is and why I think he'll be best out of the bullpen, then go check out his player profile. 
Now, there's a certain camp of people that seem to not like Matt Brash, which really is just silly. He has a 5.4 ERA and a 1.62 whip currently, but he's been working with an incredibly unlucky 5.56 batting average on balls in play. And after all, his 17.82 strikeouts per nine leads all qualified relievers. He's tied for the most strikeouts by any reliever with Felix Batista with 33 strikeouts. And he's in the red there on a savant page in expected batting average, K percentage, hard hit percentage, expected slugging, expected ERA, barrel percentage, and whiff percentage. Now moving into the starting pitching, from May 8th through the 10th, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, and Luis Castillo became the first trio of Seattle pitchers to record 28 plus strikeouts in a three game span since Eric Bedard, Michael Pineda, and Felix Hernandez combined for 29 back in 2011. And Logan Gilbert during his start tied a franchise record with seven consecutive strikeouts. And there it is, strikeout number seven. He joins Langston and Castillo with the club record of seven consecutive strikeouts. After today's game against the Tigers, the Mariners have surrendered two or fewer walks in now six consecutive games and had done so in five straight games earlier this year. This six game streak is the longest in the majors this season. Seattle is also the only team with multiple five game streaks of two or fewer walks this season. The franchise record for most consecutive games rendering two or fewer walks is 11 games, which occurred twice, once back in 2003 and once in 2011. Now, of course, we have to talk Bryce Miller. In today's start, he went seven innings, giving up three hits, no runs with three strikeouts, zero walks, of course, which means that now through his first three career starts, he is 2-0 with 19 innings pitched, just one walk allowed, 18 strikeouts, and only one run allowed, which gets his ERA down to 0.47. Over those 19 innings, he's faced 64 batters, only eight base runners, and just one run. No starter in MLB history has ever allowed only eight total base runners in their first three starts. And of those eight base runners, only three of them have reached second base which is just insane. He also has the lowest whip at 0.421 walks plus hits per inning pitched through a pitcher's first three career starts. Uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. You know, gone out, gone over the plate and things have gone my way, so it's been a lot of fun. It's that easy, huh? <laughs> so far, we'll see if it keeps up. If it seems like he's relaxed, it's because he is. Look for him during a game or before a game and he's probably walking around with his glove on his head, talking to teammates, as if it's just any other day. So we've heard that Logan Gilbert turns into his alter ego Walter when it's his starting day, which I'm sure you'll see at some point this year. <laughs> when it's your day to start, are you the type who throws in earphones and you don't want to approach? Or do you try to keep it light like Luis Castillo on his start days? No, yeah. I I'm the, I'm the same dude on my start days as I am on, on a day I'm not doing anything. Um, I'm not very serious uh, on the mound, so I'm definitely not not too serious uh, leading up to the games. Uh, I like to, like to keep it loose and like to talk to everybody and do everything like a normal day. Let's walk through this at bat to Javier Baez. He starts him off with an 85 mile an hour changeup right down the middle, a pitch he only threw once per game in his prior two starts. He follows that up with Javier's favorite pitch, a slider down and out of the zone by about three feet. <laughs> Baez had to take his time out because he's shaking in his boots up there. And then Miller just rears back and freezes him with a 96 mile an hour forcing fastball on the lower third of the plate. <laughs> Baez looks around like, what is going on? 
Sorry if you're a Tigers fan, but this compilation is just too good to not throw in there. Dude is just hunting that fastball. In Miller's first couple starts, he threw his fastball around 70% of the time. In this game, he was hovering around 50%, but still very effective. It makes you wonder if Robbie was still in the rotation, when exactly we would have seen Bryce. I'm sure we would have found a spot for him at some point. I'm excited to announce that in a couple weeks, I will be going up to Driveline Baseball, getting a tour of the facility, and sitting down with the coordinator of player development. We're going to talk through Driveline, what they do, what the process looks like when a player such as Logan Gilbert or Matt Brash comes into the facility, how they determine what new pitch a player should learn, and then also get into the details of spin rate, ride versus run, and why Bryce Miller's fastball is so elite. So if you have any questions you'd like me to ask Driveline Baseball, please put them in the comments below. After the win today in Detroit, the Mariners have now bumped above 500 yet again, and those top four teams in the division are currently neck and neck. We'll see if the Rangers can keep up their pace. Thank you for watching, and make sure to like and subscribe for more baseball content throughout the season. And we'll see you next time. All right, guys, goodbye zone, and don't forget it.